0: His most famous saying was, he must or I must decrease. Amen. That's right, yep, yep. And so we're going to focus on that in this lesson, I'm sure. I, I, when I read over, I think we did cover some. But the lesson objective is to note the manner in which the Jewish leaders respond to John's ministry. I think we talked about that some. Uh, anyway, uh, to note the manner in which John responded to the Jews' questions. Uh, to emphasize John's self-deprecation and his ex uh, Exaltation of Christ and to encourage the students to develop and exhibit the attitude of John. He must increase, but I must decrease. Why is this phrase so important that I must decrease or he must increase and I must decrease? What, What does that mean to you all? Or why is that significant for everyday life as a believer? Always decreasing while he's always increasing. Well, we'll make it a little bit more plain. What are some areas that we must decrease in that will make him increase in our life? Emotions, Emotions, yeah. That's a good one. So why you say emotions? That's real. Because if I'm too emotional, right, and I'm irrational, then it's gonna be hard for me to really uh, uh, get the increase in life. Because the more I increase him, The cool thing about increasing God in our life is that I'm increasing his attributes. Attributes mean characteristics, right? Right? So when I decrease, that means my old way, my old way, my old thinking, my old self, I got to decrease in every area. Decreasing doesn't mean I go into the negative. It just means I go to the normal or the appropriate, right? So I'm decreasing... Heightened emotions. So heightened emotions are examples of what? What's an example of heightened emotion? Uh, uh, an emotion that will make you so irrational that you're going to end up having consequences. Anger. Anger. Who, uh, anger who, what's the other one? Pride. Pride. Yeah, well, give me one more. Cockiness. Uh, yeah, arrogance. Amazing. Right? So anger, for number one, uh, self-control is a fruit of the spirit, right? And, and you notice when you hear the word fruit of the spirit... Is there an S at the end, or is it just, is it singular or plural? Singular. It's singular. Why is it single? Go ahead, yeah, Jenna. White. You... Okay, gotcha. There's no division. division. So, for instance, someone find a fruit of spirit for me. Uh, uh, look it on your device for me real quick. The verse. Who's going to get there quick? <laughs> look it up for a big dog. He got it. For the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self Perfect. So, listen for me. We we'll say love, joy, peace, right? Patience. patience. Was it goodness or faithfulness? Kindness, kindness. kindness. then goodness, right? I think. Uh, generosity. Okay, got you. Well, yeah, goodness not, and generosity. It's generosity. It's different, different translation. A different Good, and faithfulness, right? And then it's self control. I believe that's it. self control in Oh yeah, the gentleness. Right? All right. So I always go through this activity when it comes to the fruit of the spirit. So the fruits of 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 man or the fruits of humans, right? They have to decrease to a level where these increase, right? So can I really be self control without love? Can I really be patient without peace? Can I really be? So when it says the fruit of the Spirit, it means that it's all encompassing, that they're all connected, right? So the process to self-control, that's why sometimes when you study the Bible, it's interesting that it's deeper and and full of genius to the point to where when you look at this, people look at the fruit of the Spirit as, I. that's just, that's just, it's listed in whatever random order, but it's actually in order. Like in order for me to have a self-controlled life, Where negative emotions are decreasing to the accurate state and these increasing uh, into a visible state that it's actually in order. If I don't have the love of God in my life, if I don't know how God views me as far as his love towards me, if I don't love myself, will I be in a state of joy? No. Joy means I'm content. Joy means that I may not, for instance, you may say I don't like this school, but the joy of the Lord is my strength through this school. I may not like my home right now, but it's the joy of the Lord that gets me through. But when you know that you love, you know that God will never lead you to a place that he won't keep you. The Bible says that his grace, his will will not take you where his grace won't keep you. So if you know that you're loved by God, you know that everything, uh, will walk, uh, everything works together for your good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So if I know that he loves me, I know that everything's going to work its way around for my good, so I stay at a place of joy. I can't be in a place of joy without love. I can't be in a place of peace without joy. Why? Peace means a supernatural comfort no matter what, no matter the chaos. But if I don't have a joy mindset of like, you know what, God, you've been too good. I may not like where I'm at, but I love you. And I know you're going to make it, you no matter where I'm at, you're going to make it better. So if I don't know that I'm loved, I won't have joy. If I don't have joy, I won't have peace. If I'm not peaceful, I can't be patient. When was the last time you met an a unpeaceful, patient person? It's impossible to be patient without peace. The most peaceful people are the most patient. Peace comes from what? Perspective. For instance, when I'm in traffic, I never have road rage. I'm never upset about anything because I have perspective. I don't mind if I'm late because I know God makes my crooked path straight. So if, if if he's blocking a car accident from me, and he's bringing me this route, right? But it's for my safety. Even though I may be ten or twenty minutes late, he would give me grace with my boss because he made sure that I was safe. So when you have perspective, you look at traffic and be like, I'm not gonna let that bother me, or I'm gonna be patient with this person. For instance, when you have understand people's personalities, you the most uh, the people that's hard to deal with. I worked, with, I worked at CMS. A lot of you all went to CMS. And I was the BMT guy. So I dealt with the high flies, what we called them, right? I dealt with the ones that they threw the punch at 6.30 in the morning. Like, we going on a bus dragging a kid off the bus. We talking about kids who's foaming at the mouth. Kids who, who didn't have their medication in. And kids threatening to stab you. Like, but if you didn't have a piece that only God can give, then you won't be patient. So I have to leave the house with these above. We talked about frequencies the one time We talked about there's, uh, Everything in life is energy It's frequency right? And so there's high level frequency emotions Do you remember what those were? There's three right here But there was one above it Enlightenment What does enlightenment mean? Allowing the light in Right? The real light There's two types of lights There's the devil light And there's the God light God's light Brightens the path. The devil's light blinds you from the path. Light can do two things. Like if I this light right here does what? It illuminates the room, right? But if I have a flashlight in your eye, it's still light, but it's blinds you, right? So the light that God gives that we allow Him to enter into us through the Holy Spirit illuminates us, allows us to see life differently, allows us to see life correctly. So that we now see that God loves us. Now that we see that we can have joy anywhere. Now we know that His peace will give us a a comfort and will guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So then now I can do the functional ones. You see, there's difference. These are internal fruit. These are external expressions of these fruit. So now, if I don't have these three locked in or four locked in, can I be patient? Can I be kind? Can I be good or generous? Can I be fruitful? Can I be just, can I be a precious self-control? No, without these locked in. And so John was like, man, I got a, and it's given us like a principle of life that I must always decrease. The Bible says, be angry, but what? Sin Sin not. It's almost like you can be proud, but don't sin with it. Like I'm proud of my accomplishment. That don't mean I'm prideful of them. I'm proud uh, um, of my ezzy lineage i'm proud that i'm nigerian like i'm i'm proud about all those different things but that's, that doesn't identify me so it's okay to be proud but sin not it's okay to be confident but the wrong side of confidence is what arrogance so these emotions are and i'm glad y'all said these ones because these are actually not bad emotions they're just bad when they are elevated. But it's okay to be angry. If someone makes you mad, you're going to be angry. But you have to understand, you have to channel these emotions through these three. How does anger being channeled through these three cause anger to be normalized? I'm going to get y'all thicker today. How does taking this emotion, channeling it through these four things, cause us to function in these things? I'll help you with the first one. Anger. <clears throat> When I get angry, when we get angry, it sprouts up quick, right? But those who got these filters locked in, filters do what? Clean you out. out It get rid of the impurities. So if I already got these filters installed in my mind, then when anger sprouts up, I know, Josh, man, it ain't even worth your time. I mean, lighten that. It ain't worth my time to invest at this high peak of emotion. Then I realized, no matter how angry I am, I got to realize, first off, let me neutralize this anger with God's love for me. And my love for the person that offended me. Jesus on the cross is like what? God, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That's crazy. Imagine me. You Jesus on the cross and you get punched in the face and you was the one that created the person that punched you. Imagine the one that's spitting on you, pulling off your beard, and you have a, a, a holographic uh, visual uh, display, and you, you was there for that person when he was four years old. The same one that tore your beard off, you was, you was there for them at nine years old, right? But for him to go through that, wouldn't you be angry? If you, God, and you getting beaten to a pulp, and you know the people that's beating you to a pulp, He had all right to be angry. The Bible says he had power to call down thousands, tens of thousands of angels to come rescue him, but he didn't. Imagine having that power to say, All right, man, Father, I ain't dying for these people. Send the whole squad. You know what I'm saying? Show the display that I can call down 20,000 angels. You know what I'm saying? But he says his anger was neutralized because he was enlightened about his purpose. See, that's powerful. So anger can be neutralized just by just being enlightened that I'm a person of purpose. When I was at that YMCA, man, and I don't know if I told you the story, when that, that, that guy called me, whatever, whatever, and I almost beat him up. There was something missing here because I was sad because my grandma passed away, all that kind of stuff. But this enlightenment is important for us when we get angry anytime. That when I get angry, I have to realize I'm enlightened. I have a purpose. If I punch this person in the face, I will go from having a regular ministry to a prison ministry. <laughs> and I don't want to be forced to do a prison ministry. See what I'm saying? Like, like I don't want to. So when my anger comes out, to first be enlightened of who I am in him. That he's, the uh, he, uh, Bible says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. So I'm enlightened about that. One thing about me, one lesson that I have installed in my mind is this, that I don't mind losing battles because I know I'll win the war. Like if someone picks on me right now, if someone talks about me right now, or calls me, whatever, out of my name, whatever, you won, man. But me going home is the real win. Me keeping my peace is the real win. Me keep myself from being emotional. So when I'm angry, I have to channel through that I'm enlightened, that I am, and who, I am, is, I am who I am by the grace of God. I'm enlightened that I have the mind of Christ. I'm enlightened that I have a purpose. And then it's not worth it to invest my anger in someone. Else. I have to know that I'm loved. Then when I know that I'm loved by God, even though I'm angry about whoever, you can be angry at a friend, be angry at a parent, but you'll know, Father, I forget for they know not what they do. Do you know what your parents are doing right now? They're not perfect. They're going to do some things that you're going to be like, man, I just wish, like, some of y'all's home conditions are not the best. Some of you all wish that y'all had a better lifestyle, Right? But when you know that God loves you, you will love them and say, you know what? I ain't going to live with them forever. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be in these positions forever. But then God will show you ways to serve them. Joy. Anger can be filtered through joy by saying, you know what? These two things I leave the house with every day. I have to make sure. These two are already installed, these are a choice. So, enlightenment and love, that's installed in me. These two, I got to purposefully leave with the mindset of having these things, too, these two things every day. Every day I leave the house, that's why I, I play worship music before I pick up Chris and my uh, and Abigail. Before I pick them up, I be playing old school gospel. <laughs> I, be, I be playing the old school. I be singing some high heavens. I open all my windows and, because I got to have a joy. Because like last night, I didn't get that much sleep. And, I, and Abby, that's my niece, but when she rides with me, she likes to talk. So I have to have that joy. <laughs> When I want to drive and I don't want to talk to nobody, and we was listening to personality videos this morning, but I didn't want to leave my house and not have joy, and then all of a sudden she feels like, and then about the time we got the betas forward, we had a moment where she was like, thank you for this moment. And I was like, what if I didn't leave the house with that joy? She wouldn't have had no joy, right? For her day. I got to leave the house with peace. I don't know who's going to try me today. <laughs> I got to have peace so I don't pull out the peace. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, all right, so, so enlightenment and love and joy and peace, you got to have those and filter your emotions through. Pride as well. Pride, I got I to gotta say, you know what, man? I am who I am because of Christ, man. No need for me to, to God be the glory in everything I do. To God be the glory. Like, no matter what you are successful, I don't care if you score six touchdowns before halftime. I don't care if you score 40 before halftime. I don't care if you got if you had straight A's since the moment you came on, on your first day of life. It don't matter. No matter how far you go back, all your successes. No matter how far you go back, God is there. How? The first thing is He allowed me to breathe. So when people make investments in business, and uh, or or uh, yeah, investments. So if I invested, so what's your business? You uh, I don't know if you want to put your business out there. Yeah, yo, what you want what what's your business? Yeah. What name one business that you want to have? Uh, athletic clothing brand. Athletic clothing brand, right? So if you come to me with your athletic clothing brand, I give you a hundred thousand dollars. Right? If I'm making that investment, what do I want after about six months? Not six months, what do I want after a year or two? For it to go up it should go up enough because I believed in you enough. To give you $100,000, so I'll say I want interest on in it. So after after um, uh, a year or two, I want $150,000 back. Right? But you made a million dollars. I want my investment plus interest, right? God is the same way. God is like, I invested air. <laughs> the, most, the most valuable thing you ever gonna have is air in your lungs. At least give me something back when you come up here. If you come. No. If you come up here, (laughs) right? So what he's saying is, if I, no matter what you do, from all the accolades, this moment you were successful, 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 most people get caught up in pride here, but they forget about how they got there, right? Confidence too, to God be the glory always. And so I have to decrease in these emotions, so you gotta think about your personal set of emotions that are dominant in your life. And ask yourself do I know how to properly funnel them to the point to where I decrease that he might increase? Why is it important for God to increase and me to decrease? Why? For what purpose? Because he has all the knowledge and take his knowledge and take a moment, or your knowledge you can prosper even more. Prosper, yep. So that's a good P word. Prosper. What else? What's another reason why he must increase? people, reaching people. If I decrease and humble myself, man, humility is, is one of the best. They say if you want to get anywhere in life, take the humble road or humble route, right? What I'm trying to say is, is that <clears throat> the more you hide yourself, the more you help yourself. The more you hide yourself and you just be chilling and you just about your father's business, you out the way the more times you increase because you don't really care about how you look. Then when Jesus is increased in your life and your mindset is established, and you know who you are in Christ and his love is so abounding in you that you're swimming in love. Right. And all of a sudden now you're content with joy. And now you're a peaceful person. Then you can't help but prosper. Man, there's not a restaurant with people that I know. I don't know. It was when my wife was with me. Uh, I was at uh, Bojangles right before we went to the funeral. And, and the way I greet, I greet everybody. Like, I just greet everybody like, just like I knew them. And she said, every time I'm with you, it's almost like the people know you. It's like, do you know it's purposeful for me to make as many people know me as possible? I want as many people know me as possible. Not know me in what I do, but know me by who I am. Every restaurant I go, open my plate extra fried, uh, hold on, my wife be listening, extra fried, uh, uh, anyway, I just get extra food, you know what I'm saying, because people, when they know you, they be like, man, we're glad you're here, I get an extra pancake, I get extra biscuits, no matter where I go, I get extra, so now I start, even when I go to Whole Foods, people be trying to bless me, because the light of God is shining, when you have his light, you, his bright, like, you're bright, oh, sorry, Mr. Cook, you fine, don't stop. So, yeah, so when you, like, when he's enlightened and he's the light in you, like, people be drawn to you. And when people are drawn to you, what they want to do, they want to prosper you. They want to bless you. Because you're different. Especially people of service. Like, if you treat, like, you measure a person by how they treat people they can't benefit from. So, if you, if you're with a friend right now, they mistreat the, um, the Uber driver, they mistreat the, like, how you gonna talk crazy to the person that's making your food, fam? like, I treat them like they royalty Waffle House you can at least see what they doing You see what I'm saying But when you talking junk and you, don't, you can't see What they doing with your food You a fool You don't know what they put in there Put roots, they can put whatever They can spit in it So what I do is I treat people of service well wow, I, heard a, I heard a motivational speaker say this And it, it kind of really made sense to me years ago He said I treat everybody well No matter what city I go to Just in case my kids travel there and he was saying was, I treat everybody so well that when my kids go to that city, they be like, what's your last name? Ezzy. Oh, man, come on. No, he, because when, when your dad was here, when your dad came through here, man, he, he, ble- like, that's why sometimes what I do is put y'all on game. When I go to the restaurant, I tip first. I tip, half the tip first. All on point, and then depend on how point you are, to determine how much more you get. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's the game. So if you if you just like if you if you put a twenty out there, they're gonna be like, "Water, but like, man, I'm 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 already quenched." Nah, we just want more water for you. <laughs> but when you treat those people well, God says He measures you by how you treat the least of these, man. And so I have to always decrease because when He's increased. He benefits, but I also benefit my business benefit, your business benefit, your relationships benefit. like the Bible says a soft answer uh, 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 eliminates wrath like when you're a loving person, you can neutralize a potential conflict with your friend because you're enlightened. So decreasing means they came to John talking about who are you? are you Elijah? are you the prophet? They kept asking him all these questions, he says, man, no, man. I know why I am here. I am here to serve the one that I'm making the path straight for. I must decrease. And that's hard in this country. It's hard even in African countries. Because Nigerians, Africans be the most prideful people. You know what I'm saying? No matter where you go. It's a fight to get here. But when you get here, you get here. You get to prosper. Because people always want to bless you, man. There, there's not a time that goes by that people don't want to put money in my hands. People don't want to put money in my account. People don't want to. Like, like it, because you're genuine. Then, when you're a person of peace, joy, love, and enlightenment, and you're a generous person, you're patient. Man, I, it, 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 it's, it's, I love patience. Patience is important. There's a quote that says, um, if you can master patience, you can master anything. You need patience for every area of your life. Fellas, you're going to need patience when you have a wife. I'm telling you. Nothing bad about it. Nothing, is, but you have to have patience. Last <laughs> night was one of the, not worst nights, it was the toughest night between me and my child. We was at war yesterday. She cried. Her mama, you know, her mama, she was all calm with her mama then when I got in there, and she's always lovey-dovey with me. I said, what's different today? It was raining, so it was humid, so we was both hot. But she got my nature. My wife don't get hot like I get. So we, so we both, because we, when she on me, I'm hot, and she get hot. And then she... Bro, I was like, fam, you won't stop crying. I did everything. Check the diaper. Diaper was dry. You hungry, spitting the bottle out. I don't want that. I said, then what's wrong with you? Then she had a long sleeve. I changed the long sleeve, put the short sleeve on. No matter what, she just wouldn't take it. But I realized, man, I got to be patient. Because right now, I got to make sure that I'm not permeating inside of her. Where my marker go? Oh, I permeate inside of her an energy. Because you know babies can feel that stuff, man? Like, like right now, you're, close to, you're the closest to the parent that you felt the most love from as a child. Psychologically, that's crazy, it blows my mind. But patience, man, like five hours with a crying baby, not crying baby, that, like man, I need this. Imagine me being a dad who was so focused on his business stuff that I'm yelling at the kid. Or I don't have, because my dad didn't love me, my mom, I'm not saying that that happened, but just because this person didn't love me, now, I want to know how to be patient in love. Or the joy of the Lord is my show. I'm over there. Boy, I'm singing all kind of songs to calm her down. I'm whistling. I'm putting on Mozart baby, baby version. I'm putting old gospel hymn. None of was working. (laughs) But anyway, what I'm trying to say is, there's going to be certain areas of life, whether you have a wife, whether you have a husband, a husband, man. It's probably, y'all ain't caring about this stuff. But friendships, some of y'all might be caring about this stuff. But friendships, school. Teachers you got to be patient with. If you can master this, man, you'll be uberly successful. Patience comes from a perspective that says, I don't know how you woke up this morning. I'm just glad I woke up this morning. So I'm going to be patient with you. Now, does that mean you have to be patient with everyone? Mm -mm. Some people got to say, you know what, I'm going to cut you off. Because me being extra patient with you is destroying these over here. Next, i got to be kind. It ha- I can't be kind unless I'm patient. A patient people are the kindest people. People who are not patient can't be kind. Kind people can't do good things. You have to be kind to do good. You have to be kind to be generous. You have to be good to be faithful. If I'm not a good man, I'm not going to be faithful to my wife. No matter, how you, no matter how you slice it. You have to be good. A good person. A genuine person in order to be faithful. And faithfulness... Produce self-control. What, how, how, does it, how does faithfulness produce self-control? Example. When you begin to eat right and you faithful at eating right, you didn't have self-control. I took my niece to Bojangles this morning. And they always used to laugh at me because I've been in her life since she was probably four years old. <clears throat> and she was like, all I ever knew about you was your love for Bojangles. I said, I know. That's the old me. Every time I take them to Bojangles, they're shocked that I don't get nothing. That's self-control, birth out of faithfulness. Without enlightenment, being enlightened of God's love, I won't love myself. If I don't love myself, I won't limit myself. If I don't love or am loved, I can't have joy. If I'm not a person of joy, I will not have peace. If I'm not peaceful, I won't be patient. If I'm not patient, I won't be kind. If I'm not kind, I won't be good. If I'm not good, I won't be fruitful. I mean, faithful. If I'm not faithful, I won't have a gentleness. And I want to have self control. Decreasing is important. I got to decrease an area of my life, man, so that I can increase him in my life because he's the only one that can really save people. He's the only one that can truly prosper me. And it's important for me to do that. Any questions, thoughts, comments, anything? Learn something. What's one thing? Can I get two people, three people to tell me what they got from it? <clears throat> yes, sir. Always. You can't we can't take the credit for nothing. No matter all the successes I had in my life, all the success, successes you have in your life, you scale all the way back as hell. Another person, what you get? For the, for the spirit, you have to learn the thing above it to master the under That's right. <clears throat> if I don't have these four, I won't be able to function in these. I love the word, man. When I when the Holy Spirit showed me this to, this to me, and I was like, we just can't read our Bibles just to say I did it. I got to dig in it. I got to find out because this right here changed my whole life. Like I'm writing a book on this, Not that the next book after the one I'm writing now. is going to be on this because I'm like people need to know that there's an order to this. In order to have self-control in any area, I have to funnel it. And this whole concept decrease, increase, man, that's, that's something we always got to force. How can I force? Because what happens when you put a ball In water. And you force it under. And what happens when you let go? The more I push myself down, the more I push myself up. I'm telling you, the best way up is down. So when you push yourself down and you say, nah, I'm going to stay, you pop right up. That's the way up. The best way up is down. I tell people all the time, if I climb a ladder to the top of a roof and I fall, I will get injured. No matter how high you go in life, when you fall, you'll get injured. But can you really get hurt when you're on your knees? Like if you're on your knees, can you, if you just fall over, are you really going to be that injured? The lower you are, the lighter the fall. So when I'm on my knees and I'm praying to God, I'm on my knees humble and I'm on my knees reverencing him figuratively and literally, the sky's the limit. Actually, heaven's the limit because that's the place we want to go in life. Anybody else? We're good? All right, we're good.